Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text today will be taken uh, from the reading we heard in Psalm 1. You may be seated. We begin today with the word of prayer. Almighty Father, we do give you thanks that you have gathered us into the communion of saints, that you might pour out your blessings upon us and make us one in your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray this day, O Lord, that you would grant us your Holy Spirit, so that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, a blessed All Saints Sunday to all of you. We do have quite a lot going on here this morning in terms of uh, themes that we're, we're dealing with in our service today. We have All Saints Sunday, but also we have Commitment Sunday for Rooted and Growing, and we are continuing uh, through this Rooted and Growing series. And today we're going to talk about how Christ grows his church. What are the ways Christ brings growth to his church? Or we might say it this way, how does Christ build his church? And, and the thing about this, we do have this uh, memory verse, our theme verse that we have been working through through this series that we're going to read now together. Uh, so once again, let us join together in reading Colossians 2. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving now today what we're going to be focusing on there is that built up language that that growing language the way that christ builds his church but it's great to do this today because it's also all saints Sunday, that Sunday in the church year where we commemorate those who have died in the faith and have gone to rest with the Lord. And it's interesting for us to think about these two concepts together, the building of the church and the saints. We've been talking about how at Community Lutheran Church we are rooted in the word and work of God. And that word and work of God brings growth. That brings growth to us individually, personally in our salvation, or in our, I should say, personally in our faith. But also it brings growth uh, to the, the life of the church. But the church, we need to understand, is that communion of saints. The community of believers that Christ has gathered to himself. We're talking today about saints, and too often when we think about saints, we think of only those who have died in the faith, or we think only of those who are like holier than everyone else and, and better than everyone else. But that's not exactly it. If we're going to understand who the saints are and how Christ uses the saints to build his church, we need to have a pretty clear definition of what a saint is. So to think about this, we need to go back a few weeks. We need to go back uh, to about three weeks ago when we talked about how we are rooted in sanctification. I know you thought we were done with the big terms, but you were wrong. Uh, we are rooted in sanctification. And sanctification, we said, is that work of God wherein he chooses us to be his own and sets us apart for his work. He chooses us and he sets us apart uh, for his work, his holy work. Setting you apart to be, as it were, holy. To be sanctified. To be sainted. And when you were baptized, that's precisely what God did to you. He chose you in your baptism and he set you apart to be his own. In your baptism, he sainted you and called you holy, setting you apart for his work. I was preaching on this a number of years ago. It's one of my favorite stories about this. I was, I was preaching on this a number of years ago. 
And we had a gentleman uh, in our church uh, by the name of Bruce Courtney. Many of you knew Bruce really well. Uh, and I remember after I got done, Bruce came up to me. Bruce had kind of been newer to the faith and was wrestling with a bunch of questions. And he looked at me and he goes, you called me a saint today. I said, that's right. He goes, you think I'm a saint? I said, Bruce, I call you Saint Bruce. And he goes, Saint Bruce. I like that. And then every other Sunday from that time on, he would say, hey, pastor, it's Saint Bruce. And he would refer to himself in this way. This is right. This is very good. In your baptism, you were sainted. Now, I know as soon as we say this, somebody's going, I ain't no saint. Can't call me a saint. You don't know what I've done. I, I've done all kinds of sins. I'm too sinful to be a saint. And if that's what you think, you are right. You are too sinful to be a saint. And so am I. But it's not your righteousness or your holiness that makes you a saint. It's Jesus Christ's shed blood for you that makes you a saint. It is the Holy Son of God's choice to die for you, to rise for you, to baptize you, to make you his own and declare you a precious child of God. It is his work that declares you holy, that declares you a saint. And then it's when Christ sends his Holy Spirit to us to gather us together around his word that he makes these saints the church. So that is what the church is, the communion of saints, the gathering of saints around Christ's word. And there's a number of metaphors that the Bible uses to help us understand what it means for us to be the saints gathered around the word, what it means for us to be the church. A number of metaphors that, that teach us how Christ grows or builds or creates his church. We're going to look at a few of those metaphors here today, but we're going to start off with my favorite one, and it comes to us uh, from the Lord himself in John chapter 10, when Jesus says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. I love the picture that Jesus draws here. There's a shepherd and sheep. Shepherd and a sheep, sheep who hear their shepherd's voice. And this is a picture of the church. The church is nothing more than that. Sheep hearing their shepherd's voice. And as we think about that, we realize there's really two main parts to what goes into Christ building his church. His voice, that is his word, and his sheep, that is his people. God's word and God's people create the church. So let's look at each of those in their own kind. First, let's think about the voice of the good shepherd, the word of God. You want to have the church, you got to have something to gather around. And we gather around that word, and it's actually that word of God which creates the church. Because that's what God's word does. It is a creative word. Think about it. What God says happens. When God speaks, his word is accomplished. So in the beginning, God says, let there be light. And what happens? There was light. Jesus comes, the word made flesh, comes and walks among us. And one day he is brought by a man to, to see his daughter who is dying. And by the time Jesus arrives in the house, the daughter is dead and, and in her room. And Jesus goes in and takes her by the hand and he says, Little girl, I say to you, arise. What happened? She gets up, starts walking around. I like to think maybe she, she skipped and danced a little bit at that moment. Jesus says to his preachers, whoever hears you, hears me. And then later on, he says, whosoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. 
So that when we hear the preachers come forward proclaiming that your sins are forgiven, what happens? Christ is doing it. He's forgiving your sins. And then, of course, just before he ascends into heaven, he gathers his disciples together. And he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. And in saying that, Jesus creates his church. His church is the product, it is the creation of the Word. And it's with his Word that he has gathered us here to make us the church. But it's not just that the Word creates the church, the Word also sustains the church into life everlasting. That's why I love the language we use here of hear and learn and care as we talk about the life of our congregation. All of it is based on the reading we heard today from Psalm 1. And this hear, learn, care language, is all of it is rooted in the Word. We hear the Word. We learn the Word. It is the Word that the, produces fruit in our lives. The imagery is from Psalm 1. So here we're moving to our next metaphor. We've gone from sheep to shepherd, sheep and shepherds. Now we're talking about trees and living water. And you have this picture of, of water flowing down a stream and, and a tree planted by this lively water. And when the water hits the tree, the roots grow, grow deep. When we hear the Word, our faith is strengthened and it gets stronger and deeper. And then as we learn that word together, it nourishes us and causes us to grow strong and firm. And then when that water is flowing to that tree and it's nourished and growing strong, it can't help but begin to produce fruit. And we in this church recognize that as we're nourished by the word and we grow in this word, we hear and we learn, we can't help but care for everybody that God sends our way. But in all of this, it is the work of God. It is the Holy Spirit by means of his word producing this in our lives. It's the word that does the work. And it's upon this word that our church stands. But I want you to notice this. In these first two metaphors we use, we have the word which is crucial and central. But the word isn't just sort of thrown out into the air to see what happens. The water has a goal in that metaphor. It goes to the tree to nourish the tree. The shepherd doesn't just cry out into the air in hopes that sheep appear. He doesn't just yell at a bunch of stones or, or logs of wood all day. The shepherd speaks to his sheep. The word has a goal. And that goal is to land in your ears and in your heart. So the first part is the word that we need for the church. But the second part is the people. We need the shepherd and we need the sheep to hear the shepherd. And so let's look at that second. The sheep are integral into the building up of the church. The saints are necessary for the building up of the church. But we have to be very clear here that we draw very clean distinction. The saints are necessary for the building up of the church, but it's not our job to build the church. That's Christ's job. It's just that he does it through us. I saw a wonderful quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, earlier this week where Bonhoeffer says this, No man builds the church. This is done by Christ alone. He who wants to build the church is already destroying it. For he comes to build an idolatrous temple without either willing or knowing it. Here's how it should work, he said. We shall confess Christ builds. We shall proclaim He builds. 
We shall pray to him, and he builds. It's Christ building the church, but notice here in, 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 in this description from Bonhoeffer, it's Christ building the church, but he uses our confession, he uses our proclamation, he uses our prayers to accomplish his work. So we're rooted in this work of God, this word of God, that he then gets to us and works through us to bring growth, to build the church. Ephesians says it this way, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Holy Spirit. So now we have metaphor number three. First sheep and shepherds, then we had uh, trees and water, and now we have a building. In fact, Paul uses the language of the temple in the Old Testament. And he says we have this foundation laid, that is the apostles and prophets, which just means the word of God, the, the preaching of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. With Christ there, everything else is built up in the right way. But who are the stones that build the temple? It's the saints. It's the people of God. It's you and me. And Paul equates us with the temple in the Old Testament because he's saying, you are, as the people of God, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Christ dwells by power of his Holy Spirit in and with and among his church. But we are the temple of God. The church is the temple built up of saints. This is how he does it. He uses his saints to build his church. And I like to think about this in our own congregation, how he's actually done this. I mean, I think of somebody like St. Bruce. Bruce uh, went to rest with the Lord, uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago, uh, something along those lines. And Bruce, when he came to the church, was doing well. He was in pretty good health and everything, but he, he was really wrestling with his faith, and he had, he had a lot of questions, and he would come to worship, and he would hear the word of God. And then he got involved with a community group uh, that spoke to him, that helped him wrestle with his questions, that prayed for him and worked with him, and suddenly his faith started to grow so that by the end, he had ALS, and it had just sort of wrecked his body. But though his outer shell, as Paul says, was wasting away, his inner spirit was being renewed day by day. And though Bruce was physically dying spiritually, he was growing stronger and stronger. And he would pray for the church, and he would talk to anybody with an earshot about the word of God. And it was remarkable to see how, how Bruce grew, how the church gathered around him to help him grow, and how he then helped others grow in their faith by what he did through his prayers, how the Lord used his prayers and his words to help people come to know Christ better. Bricks in the wall. We think of St. Uh, Charlie Katurikin, right, who we saw in the video today. And it was, it was the Lord who decided he wanted to have Community Lutheran Church here in this location and over in San Marcos, and all of that started through the work of Pastor Katurikin, who God used to plant the church, to bring zeal to this church, and to help the thing grow. I think of today, as, as we remember the saints that we, we named before us, people like, like Lorraine Rempel, who prayed fervently for the church who wrote lovely things uh, to members of our congregation with letters and notes that she would write to people. Guys like Bob Kleinfeld, 
who uh, helped design the sanctuary. Bob was, was integral into the way the sanctuary looks right now, where you are sitting. The, the story I'm told is that Bob was on a design committee um, and he was the only um, male on the committee and that the church was gonna be pink if it weren't for Bob. That's the story I was told. Uh, I don't know what to do with that. I'm just throwing it out there for you to hear it. But all of these, and on and on the list goes. I, I can't honestly go through everybody that comes to my head today, but on and on the list goes, we see these saints who Christ works through to build his church. And I, this is why I think it's so important for us to be talking about this today uh, on this, this Commitment Sunday for Rooted and Grown to help you recognize that when you give to the church, whether we're talking financially or otherwise, you're not just helping pay off a mortgage. You are doing that. But as Pastor Kachurik had said, you're helping leave a legacy in a congregation for years to come. The commitment you make, God actually uses that to help build the church but not just with our finance. Think of all the ways that people are committing to help make this church go, how Christ works through all of us. I got a whole list here and I, I'm sure I'm leaving some off. But think of the saints, even in your own life, maybe this was you, who helped teach Sunday school, who helped teach you Sunday school. Think of the kids you taught in Sunday school or adults that you've taught in Sunday school. Think of those who have served as greeters, ushers, altar guild members, musicians, AV technicians, people of prayer, people who are watching online right now because they can't get to church and they're worried about their health and they don't know what to do and yet they're continuing to pray for the church and how the Lord works through them. Think about our elders, our board members. Think about uh, our, our musicians. Think, I, I think I said musicians twice. We've got a lot of musicians. Um, we, we think about uh, our staff. We think about uh, just all the people who cook for the church, who make food for the church, who help organize events for the church. And on and on and on the list goes. All of them bricks in the wall that help build up this temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. Sheep who've heard their shepherd's voice. You. God chose you. To use you. To set you apart for the sake of his church. And together, we are those sheep here at Community Lutheran Church who hear our shepherd's voice. We, th our congregation is that tree planted by that living water that is hearing and learning and, and caring. We are the bricks in the wall of God's temple. The Church of God at Community Lutheran Church in Escondido and San Marcos. Take heart this day, dear saints. For Christ has set you apart he has called you here for the work that we need to have done. And in doing this work, know the good news that you are a dearly beloved saint of the Almighty God. Amen. Let's pray. Mighty Father, we give you thanks that you have set us apart for the work you have given us in your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to be faithful in our task, all the while knowing that our sins are forgiven on account of Jesus Christ, and that by his promises we are declared holy. Lord, as we remember those saints who have gone before us, we give you thanks for them and their labors. May they serve as a model to us, but also, Lord, help us to give you thanks always for all the saints you surround us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.